Welcome to How to Save the World. We're here not in the studio. It's our very first excursion. We're with Angela Lees in her apartment in Otahuhu. Welcome, Angela. Thank you. And I say we because Tim is here, but we won't be hearing from him. He's doing an awesome job with the the audio. Um, So we are here because we're doing a Green Living mini-series and um, we're just looking at different ways to live sustainably and a big one is people living in apartments or just even renting in the city and going, oh, I can't be sustainable because there's no land, there's no space, all that sort of stuff. So Angela, um, you have been awesome. You put your hand up to be part of our (laughs) show and share your home with us and our listeners. So thanks so much. Oh, no worries. Yeah, maybe just tell us a little bit about who you are and yeah. Okay. Yeah, I live in Otahuhu in a two-bedroom apartment with Two flatmates and two cats. So and we've met one of the cats <laughs> yes. and the other one's too shy. Yeah. So yeah, one's very confident and one's very shy. So and I work from home. I work for a cryptocurrency company, Easy Crypto, and I'd study as well. Wow. Great. Um so yeah, and your apartment, what sort of size are we talking here? So it's two bedrooms and it's probably it's around 60-something square metres. Okay, so pretty classic apartment. And out, do you have any actual earth, any outdoor space? Uh, no, I have a I have a balcony. And so, yeah, because we're on the second storey, which is the top storey of this building. So I just have the balcony. There's shared space in the complex. Yes. But, um, yeah, no, yeah. no garden Okay, so that's, that's great. I think like, I'm so keen to find someone just like you um, – because it is a, it is an issue for so many people. They want to be sustainable, but um, think that you have to be a hippie living on a farm somewhere. Mm. And I, I was thinking there's actually some genuine drawbacks, obviously, to living in an apartment, but there's some genuine strengths as well. Um, and I thought maybe we could start off with just a bit of a chat around what you've found uh, in terms of what's positive and what's easy about sustainability living in an apartment. Because it's not all hard, is it? No, no. So... One of the things that works really well is, so we do bokashi for our food waste and we have two bucket systems. So we fill one up and then let that ferment and while we fill up the other one. And for people who aren't familiar, can you do that without any or any land? Uh, yeah, you collect it in a bucket, in, in a two bucket system. So it liquid drips down to the bottom. So we have that out on our balcony. I had heard that you could keep it inside, but we didn't have much luck keeping it inside because it, it got quite smelly over summer. Mm-hmm. So now it lives on the balcony. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do need to find, once you fill it up and it's fermented for two to four weeks, I think, you need to find somewhere to put it. So I found a neighbour nearby who has a compost heap and a big garden and chickens. I found her on Share Waste. Um, ah, awesome. So I take the buckets around to her and um, she yeah digs it into her garden or puts it in her compost. Great. So your food scraps here that I think a lot of people in an apartment would throw into the rubbish just literally because they feel like they don't have much choice. You found a bakashi system, which works really well. It's compact, isn't it? Yeah, and that has the other benefit of, because our apartment's quite far from the bin area, so and the food waste is quite a large amount yes. of the rubbish, so we don't have to empty our bins as often because they're not smelling, and also they're not filling up. How so. often do you empty your bakashi bucket? Uh, it probably takes... Two months, maybe. And that's with the three of you. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Yeah, because really it, it compacts down quite a lot. You mash it down with a masher to get yeah. all the air out. Yeah, and, and then the, the and liquid, then the liquid drips, drips out. out. And yep. the liquid is really good because 
we we have lots of containers on our balcony that we are growing. Yes, I can see vegetables them. and great. some other plants. Yeah. And with because they're not in the earth, obviously, the once they've used up all the nutrients in the soil, we, we so you can use the bokashi liquid to kind of fertilize the soil again, give them more nutrients. So yeah, it's a bit of a circular. Yeah, absolutely. System. It's really cool. Oh, and I brought you a gift actually. Oh, really? um, see up there that that looks mm-hmm. like tea. Um, in an old milk bottle. That is, I make my own enzyme for the bakashi. Oh. Um, and when you said that it was smelling, I thought um, maybe we could have a look. And oh, um, yeah. I, I can I can just give you that and you could use it instead of the, um, the sawdust stuff. Oh, okay. It's kind of the oh, same, wow. but it's it's just that you can use more of it because it's cheap. Yeah. I, um, you just make it yourself with a bit of sugar and a bit of fruit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Pleasure. Hope it works. Because um, I vacashi for years and years mm. and, and I was just the same. I think we mentioned today like how it smells and you're like, oh, dear. It's, you know, I didn't think it was going to smell. And then um, – I worked out that actually I was I could have been doing it differently, and oh, okay. then I scrubbed the bucket out yeah. and restarted, and then it didn't. It actually, smells quite pleasant now. So oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So just throwing that out there for anyone mm. thinking they might want to start and get into it. Um, okay, so food waste is a, a, an epic thing, um, and then with um, the general idea, I guess, of living in an apartment versus, say, if you'd chosen instead to live out in the suburbs with a bit of land. Mm. So, yeah, I guess the cost there is that you're further out but you've got a bit of space. Um, are there advantages, you think, in terms of sustainability for choosing to be here and choosing to be in an apartment? Uh, well, I think that you're obviously using less less space. and Less of everything, Less of everything. And yeah. th- things are more shared, more, yeah. you know, you've got more people mm. sharing. And um, we actually have a really good community here. Um, awesome. We, which is really nice with, with our neighbours. And last night, actually, everybody, so there's six apartments that share our stairwell. There's... I think probably 14 stairwells in the complex, five buildings. But yeah, so, so you've got a mini community with yeah, your stairwell. But our, yeah, but our stairwell, we all went out for dinner last night. We just walked up the road to the cool. Vietnamese restaurant. Stairwell and, dinner. Yeah, well, yeah. And yeah. so we do it kind of regularly. And it's really nice to know your neighbours. And throughout lockdown, we, um, you know, we just have a, a messenger group and we'd, people would say, oh, I've, I've baked cookies or I've baked cinnamon buns. Who wants a contactless delivery? And so oh, nice. we'd share baking or if, you know, you run out of something, you just put it in the group. Or if you're not home for a delivery, yeah, we have, yeah, we just help each other out. That's awesome. And even your heat that you lose from your apartment is bleeding into the, the roof and the walls of your yeah, true, um, buddies. Yeah, I hadn't thought yeah. of that. And the vice versa. People mm. downstairs are heating your floor. and Yeah, yeah no, this, um, the, the apartments are quite, they're two years old. And so they're really well insulated. They're double glazed. Um, mm. So mm. I actually don't have a heater. I don't use one and I don't get really? cold. Really? Even in, in winter? Even in winter. Wow. So two win- I've done two winters here and I haven't needed a heater. And I actually had, I borrowed a heater for the first winter and I didn't even plug it in the whole time. That is huge, so, the yeah. savings there. Yeah. Huge. And um, the other one I was thinking is that perhaps, it's not the case for every apartment, but generally I think um, they're closer to transport hubs and you'd need to use your car a lot less. Or even yes. some people even ditch the car. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we're really lucky. Otahu has great transport connections. So there's a bus stop almost right outside. Actually, yeah, just across the road is, the, yeah. is one of them. And then it's a two minutes to the train station. 
And so the trains are really regular on both, both train lines, the east and How long and does it take southern? you to get into the city? Uh, between 25 minutes and half an hour. Yeah. That's really cool. I think that it's like for me thinking about apartment living and the strengths of that as, as an actual model in sustainability, mm. I think it's the idea of moving away from self-sufficiency, which is your classic farm and you're doing everything yourself, into community sufficiency Yeah, and thinking about what um, – or just considering yourself not as a unit. Mm. Even like I, I remember our first home that my husband and I bought back in 2003. It was a, um, a bungalow and it was a weatherboard um, little number. And we couldn't, we were just overwhelmed with the amount of maintenance. And that was, that was, that was two adults, no kids. And we were just, every weekend, if we'd wanted to, to sort of maintain the house, it was some form of, of, sanding and painting or um, mm. fixing the drains or um, there's just a lot of maintenance for a regular house and then the grounds you got all the ground yeah. management as well and we did a stint living in an apartment a few years ago when we first moved to Auckland actually mm. downtown and um, we had our Bakashi bucket too <laughs> and um, we loved the freedom of just being able to go out in the weekends and just have more time to do anything and yeah. it was re- we didn't own a car it was just a paint of a car there's nowhere mm. to park it um, so I actually, I actually think that it's a really, really good model for sustainability. Yeah. You know, look, look at even even the urban sprawl problem that most yes, cities have. You know, right. by choosing to buy here rather than sprawling. Um, I mean, there's just so many advantages here. Yeah, and I actually feel I really like being, you know, two floors up. I feel really safe here, and you know, if I, if I'm here by myself, or yeah, just being in the air and mm. you know. And people around, it's yeah, it's really yes. nice. Actually, yeah. So I, I, I guess my relatable story there would be um, after the apartment, we ended up buying a little unit over on the North Shore. And um, at first I had, coming from Christchurch, which is where we had our freestanding high-maintenance house, um, I sort of, I wasn't really into the idea of living in a unit because I yeah. sort of felt like my neighbours would be looking down into our place and, I missed the idea of the privacy, but it was the opposite. I was really mm. looking for a sense of community, and I really found it. Yeah, it's like you just you just bump into each other, you share things, and yes. it's actually really nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, even yeah, even if you don't know who to approach, like you know, we have a so we have a we have a group for the stairwell, but then we have a group for the whole complex. And if you put a message out there, people are really quick to respond and offer help. And yeah, it's really. It's really nice. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, I'm really keen to see more, see around. Do you want to show us around? Yeah, sure. Well, here we are in the kitchen. Yes. Uh, where should we start? You were saying that you have done some interesting stuff. You're, so t- maybe talk oh. us through where you get your food and what you might do that's a little bit different in terms of trying to live more sustainably. Okay, well, we could start here because this just happens to be. On the kitchen bench, we have some of our soft plastic that we we are quite good at cleaning it yes, and drying, drying it, it before we um and soft plastic is really good to help take things out of the the bin that goes okay down so you recycle the, your soft plastics yes yeah. so and you've so got I a actually, place you can recycle that pretty nearby yeah so i we collect it in uh in the laundry cupboard just in a in a bag and then i take it down to either 
there's a bin at the warehouse, there's one at Pack and Save and one at Countdown, and they're mm-hmm. all great. about a five-minute drive. Excellent. So, and, and you don't have to do it very often, do no. you? They, um, and and if so, you clean and dry yeah. it, it can yeah. sit around right. for a long time. So for listeners, I know a lot of you are Auckland-based. This is an Auckland-based program, so get into it. Yeah, I think it's expanding down to, as they're starting collecting in the Bay of Plenty and up north a little bit now. Excellent. Now? Yes, I think so. Oh, update, newsflash. I think it might be in the last couple of weeks. Okay, awesome. Um, right, what else have we got? Uh, so we've got down in this drawer here, we have our beeswax wraps. Do you know about that? Oh. We, we're quite good at using those to cover, you know, dishes of leftovers or dishes that you take someone's house or that kind of thing instead of using did you make them yourself no i got i got given them my mum bought me a pack actually Mm, mm, that's (laughs) cool so it's basically like a glad use instead of instead of glad you can put it over the top of something yeah and then you can just rinse it from your hand seals it off yeah 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 fabric thing awesome Um, they're kind of stiff and i also really like these silicone lids i've got all these different sizes to to cover bowls Bowls, and yep yeah, and they're reusable. Yeah, awesome. reusable and cleanable. So, so you you don't have Glade Wrap? I think there is a role in there, but we use it so infrequently. Yeah. We probably had the same one for two years. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, <laughs> awesome. And then what about? I did use it. I did use it like two weeks ago to wrap a paintbrush that I didn't want to dry out. Oh yeah. So I think yeah. that's the first time I've used it in. Yeah. I don't know how long. <laughs> oh, well done, you. Fantastic. So, um, fridge. Anything and, to see there? Uh, in my fridge, I've got my. I got my sourdough starter. Oh wow! That, that I've been doing for six months before lockdown. I'd like everybody to know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is my yogurt that I make. Wow! And so, do you make that uh, from scratch, or do you? Yes. Yeah, so I I make it in an Ezio container. Yes. But I don't use the Ezio uh, sachets. Yes. Well, I yeah. did. I did use that to start, but once you can do a system where you use half an Ezio sachet and half a cup of milk powder. Yeah. Because you don't actually, most of an Ezio sachet is apparently just milk powder. <laughs> and then, um, so you, and but then, you're not using them at all no, now, No, and you? so yeah. from from a batch of yogurt, I will freeze some in ice cube trays. Yeah. So in here, I've got. No, get out of town. Look at that. Ice cubes of yogurt. So I'll put two ice cubes and one cup of milk powder. So we've just opened up the freezer and there's a bag of, yeah, yogurt ice cubes, which and, and they don't. So you don't need to worry about constantly because I've been into yogurt and then I don't have it and then it goes off and yeah. And so you've you've got your starter there frozen. Whenever frozen. you want it, you just it takes twenty four hours. Uh, yeah, or no, just overnight, like yeah, ten yeah. ten hours, twelve hours. Brilliant. So yeah, that's um that is a one. Yeah, and it's very cost effective too. Yeah, it, this is it, isn't it? Yes. It really is. Okay, yeah. awesome. Uh, so, and then you back to your sourdough. You um, you just whip that up from the starter. Yes. So, yeah. Don't give us a sourdough. Honestly, no. I tried <laughs> in lockdown. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't. I don't know if it's me. I don't know. I think I need more help, like one on one, not just like via Google. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I, I probably don't make the best sourdough, but it's it's fun to experiment and yeah, learn along the way. Yeah. Yeah. And and I actually also make. Kombucha, which is ah, down in now that's that a good money. Cupboard. So let's go see the kombucha. All right, down in oh, this wow. cupboard here, I've got my kombucha with your scoby. Yep. Um. So let's have a look at this, that scoby. Uh, they're bound to be. That's so cool. It just yeah. looks like 
a, almost like a tissue paper floating in there. Yeah. A gloopy it's, one. Mine is, mine is all rough and I don't know. If maybe that's something I'm not No, it looks right, great. It we, seems, we make ours as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you flavour it or just do the black tea and sugar? Um, I use, because I make, it's about five litres yeah. at a time. And so my current thing is two black tea, two green tea and a um, berry yes. tea, tea bag. Yeah. And you do that all at the at the brew at the start. Yeah, so that's yeah, I nice. use that for the brew, and then I have done popping a few raspberries yep. in the bottle once yep. I bottle it, and nice. it's amazing. I love how the the color from the raspberries drains out so quickly, and then you're left with this perfect looking raspberry that's like Kale. a cream color. Oh wow, <laughs> it's amazing, interesting. Or sometimes sometimes I just put like a little bit of Barker's cordial or something into it. Nice. I see you've got a, um, we've got one of those too, that bullet blender on your bench. Oh, yes. It's so good. Do you, yeah. like, I make my own um, hummus these days. Have you tried oh, okay. that? Oh, okay. No, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. I think my flatmates made hummus a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I just make smoothies. Nice. I was doing refillable dishwash, you know, I was yes, taking these, yes. my containers to bin in yes. and um, refilling them. So I still do, I still try to do that with, you know, some pantry staples, Um like the refills. My, yeah, I've got my vinegar bottle ready yep. to be. Great. So and this is a good size and it's got a handle, so yep. it makes it easier. Um, but with the dishwasher, so I was doing dishwasher liquid, but now I've actually been buying my dishwasher liquid from Will and Abel, which is a company that I really like because they um, provide lots of jobs for people with dis- disabilities, which is really cool. And then all of their bottles are made from recycled milk bottles. And they take them back at the end, so they're really good with the very cool circular economy. So I've been, yeah, I've kind of shout out pivoted to, to Will Enable, yeah, to awesome supporting company, them. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And then, so your the the last part of the circle of life with your kitchen is that you're actually gardening, right? You're yes. able to take some of the, the nutrients from your bakashi, from your food scraps, and That's out right. on your little balcony, which we can just see already has a nice little slither of sun. Mm. You've got some really great looking lush green plants out there. Yeah, do you want, do you want me to yeah, take shall you we? on a tour? So that side is my flatmate's side. So, and the, this one is my side here. So we've got in this pot, um, you, we've got a kale plant and some succulents. Oh, and there's also a rhubarb plant in there, but I didn't. I can't see it. It's really tiny. <laughs> it didn't do, it didn't go so well. And it's it's just started to pop up again because rhubarb, I just, we've learned since growing it is that it regrows every year. Oh, yes. Nice. If you leave it. I've also heard it's a really heavy feeder. Oh, poss- maybe that's so why might, it wasn't might so. Want your yeah, more bakashi, maybe. Yeah, and maybe maybe a bit more space. Oh, and what's that one? Is that an avocado? It is. Or I've got two avocados Ooh. that I grew from seeds. That Gee, I really that you just we, ate the avocado and yeah. chucked the seed in the ground. Fantastic. Oh yeah, no, I I did this method where which I got off the internet. I wrapped it in a damp paper towel and put it in a dark cupboard and or in a ziploc in a dark cupboard for a month or two or three, and then it yeah it grew. Like a taproot out, right? And then planted that, and then yep. you're and they, fantastic. So I've got two of those. I don't know how much longer they'll be able I to don't know. stay on a balcony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you, but the idea of you know the avocado seed or whatever you mm. call it being something viable that could grow a tree just yeah. doesn't occur to me. It's no, just it's like crazy. this big awkward thing to compost somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, very cool. And then you've got and then the one the little one in front is a rose bush. Yeah. And some more succulent, a couple of roses. Uh, 
Got then, some mint. Uh, yep, mint, rosemary. rosemary, and there's a bit of thyme in the rosemary. In the second avocado, uh, a whole lot of spinach sowed itself. Wow, cool. I think from seeds from a, yeah. the last year. And then we've got, in the tall one, is some kale, some spinach. My cat likes to eat spinach, so <laughs> it gets pruned. And this is all in probably an area that the actual plants, their footprint would be maybe two square metres of that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing. And then and some strawberries. Uh, that tree there is a, is a, they're in the tall yeah, tower one. Fantastic. And then that's a casamaroa. Oh, yeah, awesome. Um, which hasn't fruited yet. But and it then, will. Yep. And then on the side here, we've got a blueberry. And that's got lots of flowers on it this year. So I'm hoping for good things. Cool. And you, what you've also got going on here is a lot of vertical gardening. Yeah, yes. I can see you've got various little sort of ways of doing it, but you're making the most of the space going up as well. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So you really, I think, especially when you're working full time, you actually don't need much in terms of space for a garden no. at all. Yeah. And the pots are awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah, my flatmate's got some beetroot and lettuce. And we've, I've actually got, there's a few things over there that have also self sown. I think there's a tomato growing there that's self on that side that's self sown and some little lettuces I think have sown themselves up in the blueberry. So And you're two or three stories up yes. and that you get bees this high? Uh I don't no, I, I haven't seen any. Because that was so, one of the issues I had. I had to get out there with my toothbrush and pollinate oh, yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well I was wondering that with the blueberry flowers. But it fruited it fruited last year. So mm. Although yeah, I, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's all an experiment and yeah, learning. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So we've thoroughly done the food <laughs> aspect of things, but one of the other reasons I think I was super keen to talk to you is your um, skill set and your passion around fabrics and, and mending and repair. Yeah, I'm. it's a new journey. I'm just starting out, but yeah, I like I like the idea of repairing things rather than um, buying, just throwing things out and buying new. Mm. So, and even down to like my cat toys, the, we've, there's a cardboard little game with a, a ball that rolls around in a hole and the cats like to tear the cardboard to pieces. And so then I use, you know, when you get a package or something, cardboard from other packaging and just re repair it. So yeah. they can use it again and again. That's great. And even down to this cat tunnel, that's a fabric cat tunnel it got to the stage where it's been through three cats oh look at this and the whole side had opened <laughs> up it didn't look like a tunnel anymore it looked like a mess of fabric and I yeah just taped it all back up again and yeah great and I, I started my visible mending on you can see on the green bean bag outside yeah I it, it got some holes just up from age now you and talk about visible mending like it's a thing so <laughs> is it a thing yeah I I started following a um a woman on Instagram, her account is called A Perfect Hour, and she runs classes. But I haven't actually done any classes. I've just sort of watched her her videos and seen her pictures and gave it a go myself. So, and what's the idea behind it? Like, if you're mending something, why why not hide yeah. it? Well, that's the thing is not all things that you mend, you know, can do so invisibly. So it's sort of making a feature of it. And she does some quite beautiful things that are meant to be shown and meant to be. Yeah, I love that idea of visible mending because it's it's just it turns on its head the idea of of the shame of having mended something yeah. and that you're not wealthy enough to have a brand new thing. It's like actually 
I'm doing a totally different thing here. Yeah. And we need to be looking after our stuff and yeah. being a better custodian of it. And even when you have, you know, you have your favourite pair of jeans or something. If you, I had my favourite pair of jeans and I spilt some glue on them <laughs> one time and I was just, you know, de- devastated. But I'm going to, the glue sort of looks like the shape of New Zealand. So I'm going to try and make a, you know, make it a feature of like a yeah. like a little patch that yeah yeah nice use some contrast creative fabric yeah. and yeah. yeah and your chairs here they've got cool covering on them did you I did yes I did do those oh. <laughs> good spotting yeah. you see my face I was like oh yeah so these um dining chairs were my parents dining chairs and the they were that kind of finally faux leather yeah and they started peeling they were peeling everywhere and little bits of dark vinyl covering the floor you have to vacuum every day or two and so but they other than that they're really good solid you know usable chairs still so I just got some fabric and I laid the chair down and drew around it and yeah do you gave it a go are you pretty skilled in that or you just literally gave it a go I literally gave it a go interesting my first I I look at that and think oh I couldn't do that but maybe I could yeah I just done a great job the the hardest bit was the you know the narrow curves at the top Mm. but and you, you know they're not perfect, but they. No, I don't need to point out the, the bad bits. <laughs> yeah, no, I was. I'm. I'm really pleased with them. So. Yeah. No. Absolutely. That's so cool. Yeah, um, got a lot more life left in them than. Yeah. To get rid of them exactly. Just because exactly. You've you've given them another good. Yes. Well, goodness knows how long decade maybe if you want if you don't get sick of the flowers. <laughs> well, I could just cover them in something something new. <laughs> yeah. Um. You do. Oh, you mentioned clothing swap. Yes. So I. I find that I don't need to buy new clothes so much anymore. Every couple of months, my friends all get together and bring clothes that we no longer wear or don't fit us anymore, that kind of thing. And yeah, we just do a big swap, kind of just put them all into a big pile and say, Who it's wants almost, this? It's and almost like a perpetual energy model, like it just shouldn't yeah. work. Like, <laughs> Yeah. How can we just do this every couple of months and no one's buying clothes? But yeah. it works, eh? Yeah, I think I think it probably works because other people are buying buy. things. But <laughs> it, yeah. it works. It works for me because I yeah yeah I'm not a big shopper, so most of my clothes are hand me downs from, yeah. from friends. Yeah, and it, it gets to the stage sometimes where you take something and then you're like, oh, I remember that from the last swap. Sh- it's come. It's been to a few swaps and then been around a few people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. And um, do you have, have you got like a fabric room or something? No, <laughs> there's no room to have But you, you're into sewing or something, weren't you? Yeah, uh, yeah, I do. Most of it I do hand sewing, oh. actually. Um, yeah, so I did hand sewing, but I can show you my fabric mask that I hand sewed. Yes, show us that. And I do actually have a sewing machine, but it needs to be serviced. So often I just don't use it. I'll just hand sew. Yeah, so yeah, so that's my sewing machine, but I haven't. It's very, very. It was my great grandmother's. So wow! It's so How I think old it's is good. It? I guess fifty to sixty yeah. years or wow. more. Fantastic. Uh, okay, so so yeah, this is my this is my fabric face mask that, that I you've made that I made and I I hand sewed it from some fabric that I had lying in, around in a, in a cupboard yep. and yep. the then I for the elastic ear bits I used hair ties that had broken. Oh, I love it. I will never throw out my old hair ties because I can see there's a use there somewhere. Yes, and apparently there's an elastic shortage. Yes, I've heard that. That's cool. That's really awesome. But yeah, I don't need a sewing machine to... Uh, You did that by hand. I did it by hand. Wow, cool. 
Well, thank you so much for showing us around. Oh, you're I'm welcome. really inspired and it's so amazing to be into sustainability and of course every time you talk to someone see something new um there's just all this new stuff i've come away feeling like i've really learned some stuff oh good yeah i think it's about just you know making small small efforts and building up over time not having to do everything perfectly yeah even when you know when i live with two flatmates and i'm probably more motivated in this area than than they are but i think you know they pick up some things from me and some things I just have to let go because they're not everybody's have not everybody has the same priorities but uh yeah it doesn't just doing you don't have to do anything perfectly to for it to be worthwhile to do absolutely yeah and it's so interesting seeing how you know despite the lack of space or outdoor space it actually just isn't a problem at all no no making your own breads and yogurts yeah you've got your own garden going on and you're composting via your bakashi bucket it's fantastic All right, well, thanks so much. Oh, you're welcome. And I'm sure you'll be an inspiration to many. (laughs) 